Hi, welcome to Page Turners. This is our weekly podcast where we talk all things bookish, writing, and anything else that interests us. Um, this is Sienna. And this is Michelle. And this week, we will be talking about <laughs> Harry Potter. I just stole Michelle's line, sorry. <laughs> um, no worries. Okay, so yeah, we'll be just be discussing Harry Potter. Personally, I could go on for hours about the subject. Um <laughs> Yeah, so what do we, I think it would, like, be cool if we talked about, like, our introductions to Harry Potter and then, like, the legacy of what that story means, yeah. like, in the past and for today. For sure. I mean, I'm sure your experience was, I mean, so were you, like, a kid? Because when, like, I'm older. Yeah, well, no, because, like, <laughs> I know, like, because you probably, like, the stories, like, you were, like, you know, my age when you went to, well, not even my age, but, like, when you went to the movies, <laughs> you were, like, younger, because, like, I never got to see them in theaters or stuff like that. Like, you know, the weird thing is, I didn't actually go to see Harry Potter movies until the sixth one. Really? Yeah, I watched all the other ones on TV. Did you, like, was it cool? Like, did you, are you glad you got to see it, like, in the theater? I mean, yeah, it was pretty interesting. I mean, like, the sixth movie could have used more work, to be honest. Yeah, I agree. My favorite is always <laughs> in the first movie. Mm, yeah, the first movie was pretty great. Yeah. Yeah, I was actually, like, a late bloomer instead of the whole Harry Potter thing. Like, a lot of kids I know... I think a lot of kids I know when I was when the Harry Potter books start started just like come, rolling out. Like I didn't get up into the face until like a family friend gave me the book set when I was in middle school, and then I started devouring them. So yeah, yeah. My um, I actually similar in that it was fifth grade for me, but I remember like my mom tried reading them to me when I was like in third grade, and I was just so not into it. And I it kind of like like put me off the series because I just didn't enjoy like ha- being like you know read the story so I tried I picked up in fifth grade and that was (laughs) started everything I think I read it like the series probably seven times since then (laughs) and I just don't know how but it's like I never get bored of reading it yeah she definitely like the author struck lightning with this you know like there are some people who just like can create a story that just like doesn't really happen again yeah it's like I don't know it's I always think it's so funny because it's the whole like it's a whole universe that is like I don't know, so many, like, words and things that are named, like, in the book. I don't know. I, I think it's really cool. But, so, yeah. did you, like, your experience with Harry Potter, you kind of grew up, like, or, like, as it was, like, popular, like, right in the beginning <laughs> stages? I think so. Like, the first book, I think, came out around, like, ninth, in the 1990s. What, what was it, 1996? That sounds right. Yeah, so, I might have just been born when the first one came out i believe hold on i'm looking up when the first book came out i think it was around then i know they were done making the movies by like the early 2000s mm, yeah i think it was like night um like 1997 i think yeah okay okay so i was born in 1996 so, so you, just so you yeah. kind of were born right as the books came out yeah Basically. Yeah. So, like, yeah. so did you have, like, friends, like, who were, like, super into it, too, or kind of, like... Um, I mean, look, I didn't have a lot of friends in, like, elementary school, middle school. Like, my, my yeah, I grew up with my sister. Middle school was rough. <laughs> I know. Oh, my God. Middle school was rough. Like, my sister was, like, my primary companion since we were twins. So, like, I knew about people who loved Harry Potter, but I didn't really talk about Harry Potter until, like, maybe high school. Actually, just... One of my best friends, Melissa, we we love fantasy. Like, we actually connected over Percy Jackson, but she's a huge Harry Potter buff, too. So just, like... I love... I feel like Percy Jackson and Harry Potter sometimes go hand in hand. I feel like if you like one, you like the other. 
I I read yeah. both. Of, uh, I mean, they're both black-haired male protagonists who have been involved in magic, so. Yes, it is. <laughs> I don't think you say it like that. It is actually but it's a pretty similar. Yeah, and I think we'll just, like, t- talk about the Percy Jackson Harry Potter thing later, if you don't mind. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, but, yeah, it's interesting, like, how we both got introduced to, like, this, like, Harry Potter has historically been one of the best-selling books besides the Bible and Twilight series. So <laughs> it's just, like, such a cultural icon. I mean, even now, it just, like, influenced so many fantasy writers. Yeah. Just, like, I think today, like, in the 21st century, it's just, like, it's, like, no writer has gone without, like, saying Harry Potter was an influence on their work. Yeah, I mean... I feel like it was kind of one of the first of its, like, just creating a whole entire universe, kind of, not out of thin air, but, like, a lot of things, like, I don't know, the school's called Hogwarts, and you have four houses, like, I don't know, it's just, like, just stuff like that, you don't, like, I don't know how somebody comes up with all these intricate details about a realm that isn't real. Now, don't get me sorry on that, it's real, no, I'm just kidding, but, like, <laughs> it is, I feel like it really is, um, it is cool. I know when I was, because I read it in fifth grade, I turned... 11 in January I believe of sixth grade or fifth grade and I avidly awaited my letter I knew it wasn't gonna happen but I had a sliver of hope that I would receive one in the mail okay what school I guess like what what's what 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 would the sorting hat place you into so I will admit that I have tested fate and I took the quiz probably 20 times I have so many fake emails I literally have an email called like Harry Potter one two three at Gmail just so I could take the quiz again. Um, I think I've gotten mostly into Gryffindor and Ravenclaw. I identified as a Ravenclaw for a while, and I now looked and I actually got Gryffindor the most, so I just call myself a Gryffindor. But either one, um, I really don't know what I would be. What about you? I think maybe Ravenclaw because of how how many books I read all the time. So I think like maybe one person said I was a mix and like to be placed in Hufflepuff too. I could see I you. As, I could see you as both Ravenclaw or Hufflepuff. I really yeah. that's also hard because it like mixes a lot. Like you can identify with both houses. <laughs> yeah, a lot of my friends like to be a mix of houses. So I actually have one friend who's just like she's part Ravenclaw and just like part Hufflepuff, but she's also part Slytherin too because you can definitely see that in personality. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's. It's funny. I, I don't know. A lot of people, like, associate with multiple houses. I mean, the whole Harry Potter, like, family, it's crazy. Like, you, I mean, I don't know if you have ever had the chance to go, but I have family in California, so we go there sometimes to visit. And so, uh, The Harry Potter uh, theme park. Yeah, no, so, I've never gone. I've been to, like, or I think I've been to Orlando once before, but it was way before, like, they built the Harry Potter thing. So. Yeah. My, well, so I've been to the California one, actually, and the Orlando one, only because my dad is a huge amusement park, like, freak, so we, whenever, every chance he got, we would go to Florida and go on the rides and do whatever, so I've, so I've been a couple times to the Harry Potter world, but it's crazy, like, you'll see, like, adults, like, doing it, like, not that it's, like, I, I see myself as an adult going to Harry Potter world, like, I would totally do that, but it's just crazy how much people of all ages kind of resonate with the characters in the books it's really fascinating yeah like the kind of personality test like are you, like in this like which zodiac are you or just like it, it's just like that that way shorthand of saying who you are without actually like saying everything about who you are yeah it's really interesting i know we were actually talking about this a few like a few months ago actually but like how like some of the characters actually they kind of portray different like mental illnesses and like oh yeah definitely like with Hermione Granger being like a 
like there was, we talked about the psychologist called Dr. Jenna Nascarlid, who does this concept called superhero therapy, in which she asked her patients to relate to a fictional pop culture figure, and like in the context of Superman's weakness is kryptonite. So when she talked to soldiers with anxiety and depression who said they couldn't be Superman, um, hold on a second. Yeah, so, I'm sorry, just add on what Michelle was saying, was that, um... Sorry, that was my grandmother in the background, so she's saying that. No, but basically, um, the, the soldier said, I can't be Superman because of, like, the mental illnesses or the mental struggles I'm dealing with. But she she said, like, you're exactly like Superman because of, the, like, your anxiety is your kryptonite. And so she did this thing where she finds these fictional characters and diagnoses them. So with Hermione Granger, they're possible OCD anxiety symptoms and with the Dementors that's actually you were talking about how she was inspired like from real life and the Dementors actually represented like J.K. Rowling's uh, experience of depression just like that soul-sucking feeling of happy and all the happiness in the world actually like, now that you said that I don't know how I didn't think of that before but that totally sounds Dementors you know soul happy sucking creatures actually does sound very similar to depression but yeah I know with Hermione Granger I always resonated with her personally just because I get from her description in the books and movies she had big hair and I have like big curly hair not yeah, beautiful hair by the way <laughs> thank you but I always I mean my hair turned curly when I was like 13 it's also very thick so I always had trouble like controlling it so I always resonated with like Randy Ranger and that way and also just I've always cared a lot about my grades like not not really for any particular reason but I just always really like care even though it doesn't really mean anything but so the I also related to Hermione, so I feel like, and I think that's what attracts so many people to the Harry Potter series is because they can resonate with the characters in so many different ways. Yeah, like how a lot of abuse victims like really resonate with Harry's situation, just like living with Dursleys. Yeah, I mean, it's, and it's crazy because it's it's written in a children's book and it's written in this way like I don't know, it's like a children's book, but it is written like it's I guess the reality for a lot of people, and so that's also like. I guess to see somebody with a similar life in in a book, I guess is kind of important. Yeah, exactly. Which I think is, might be a good segue to talk about like the other side of the legacy, like what the what what the author, the originator, has been up to today. Because we can't talk about the the art without talking about the artist. Yeah. And um, I'm not, if anyone's familiar with like Twitter discourse, yes, J.K. Rowling has <laughs> kind of like showed her true colors like yeah. she's posted very transphobic comments online and which has caused a lot of heartbreak for many in the lgbt community especially for trans and non-binary readers who just like connected with her books so much yeah and it just like it's heartbreaking to see this woman who's wrote about this hero advocating for the abuse advocating for those who are different from society and then just like using her own position as the author to kind of like take those rights away from people like yeah. It is really, I guess, so J.K. Rowling has been in some controversy, and I agree that it is, it is heartbreaking for, imagine how many people resonated with the books and then find out the author is saying these hateful things is, must be awful. I also know, like, even beyond that, like, even just in her writing, like, there are some problematic things beyond what just J.K. Rowling outright says. Like, I know, for example, we have, like, one Asian character, his name is Cho Chang. I mean, her name, yeah. Like, that's yeah, just that, beyond. Yeah. Like, or, like, how the goblins. Oh, yes. Like, I'm fall into Jewish stereotypes. Yeah, the goblins, the banker goblins with big noses, and yeah. So, that was another yeah. thing I saw. Also, why can't. Why aren't there never any beautiful Jewish characters in, like, fantasy? I don't know. Like, I, it's. I, I mean, a lot of these things, it's like, the, you know. I mean, also, like, I know J.K. Rowling has said, like, Hermione Granger was meant to be, like, black, but 
she, yeah, she she does this a lot of thing where she just like tries to add diversity, like after the final thing, like saying Dumbledore was gay and everything like that. Yeah, but basically, honestly, the woman's being a dead horse. Yeah, just, like, that's with all these add ons. And I also feel like she she I don't know if there's any clarification of like in the books Hermione being black because I know there was for Dean. Like, I mean, you could interpret her as being you black could. with the bushy hair and everything. Like, like that's a, that's a beautiful thing about head cannons. Like you have the space yes. to project your own, I guess experiences about yourself onto a character you admire so maybe you as a person could like see Hermione Granger as like this beautiful character with anxiety with bushy hair yeah. and another black reader can see Hermione Granger as like their black witch superhero yeah and so I also well I also think another thing that is like problematic if Hermione Granger was meant to be like black she should have been identified as black and that's another thing we yeah. can talk about in a future podcast like how to write race appropriate and authentically within the stories and i also think like well the thing is also like hermione's kind of identified throughout the series as having like bushy like you know frizzy hair that like everyone makes fun of and i feel like that is like if she's black like why make that like her identifier like Mm. i don't know i i just or like even no matter what she is like we also like why do we have to focus on like her hair like hermione's hair hermione's hair like yeah jk rowling has a bit of a problem with women upon later examination of the characters. Yeah, and also, yeah, even adding on to what we were saying, the goblins and, like, Jewish people and Cho Chang being, you know, one Asian character. Also, like, with Parvati and Padma. Like, just, I don't know. All these things are very, like, she kind of just seems very, like, stereotypical for, like, the few, you know, diverse characters she puts in her... Yeah, I mean, a lot of the problems could be, like, for writers at the time, because I know not just her, like, a lot of writers have had issues with writing race and future non-excuse but definitely like something to take into consideration now when we're in we're we're discussing diversity in a ways we haven't before and i think it's just also like just gonna say this outright i think it's okay to like harry potter i think it's okay to appreciate it for what it was for what it contributed to our lives but it's also important not to support this woman anymore just like to understand the platform from where she's coming from, understand that it's a very hateful platform, and to give that attention and support to other writers who are more deserving of it. Um, More trans and people of color like Aidan Thomas, or just like, who are rewriting the rules of fantasy in order to make a place that's more warm and accepting from all kinds of majors, not just the ones J.K. Rowling has written for in the past. I agree totally, and it's and that's what you know. It is important to boost these any writers like trans writers, people of color who writers, and it, like you said, instead of you know giving like we all can appreciate the impact Harry Potter had on us. I'm sure a lot of people, you know, was their favorite book as a child, or you were like just a really intense like fan. But it's 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 true. Like we shouldn't we shouldn't be giving Jake Rowling any more of our attention or any more yeah. to her because of the things she's yeah. she's using her platforms for bad things instead of you know spreading awareness or doing other things that she could be doing with such a large following yeah it just like it's such a tricky question it's not a yes or no answer separating the art from the artist because i think with the what the me too movement has shown with so many powerful men in hollywood being revealed as these like predatory monsters is that these men have been lauded as artists for years they've created works that so many people men and women and non-binary people have appreciated but it's also you need to look at the full picture of things. Like you need to understand that you need to recognize the victims and survivors and you need to stop supporting the people who have shown their true colors. Yeah. So yeah, I think you're right. Like you can, 
you're going to appreciate someone's work and the impact their work might have had but you also have to you also have to acknowledge that people mess up and they do it greatly and, and some people have very negative impacts on for whatever like you said with the me too movement with these a lot of like hollywood big you know directors and stuff who create these like you know crazy popular movies like yes you can't and i think it's like hard because you can't really separate the artist from the work because you have to acknowledge like you have to acknowledge this person did terrible things and they made this work like you can't just separate you know you can't you can't separate it i don't think fairly without like acknowledging you know everything an artist might have done or the harm they might have caused and still like you know it's kind of like it's kind of just like ignoring or like pretending it didn't happen which i think is honestly even worse than like still just outright supporting them and like ignoring of an artist's flaws so it it is tricky i think you're totally right but which is like so like um bringing up like percy jackson from earlier i feel like rick morden is like the antithesis of jk rowling like he's been writing fantasy for so long and as he keeps writing he's incorporating more diversity into his writing he's incorporating more lgbt characters into his writing so i think like as much as it hurts seeing what jk rowling has done it's also good to remember like the fantasy writers who are already out there like jack record and who are doing the work and listening to the readers when it comes to toxic diversity and also supporting new writers along the way who need to be nurtured yeah i totally agree and, and I, so i'm glad that there are some good writers still that we could support and especially like if you're if you're i don't know anybody who's listening whoever you might be if there is like you're interested in reading something make sure to read you know books or writing by people of color and and by people in the lgbtq community because that way you are supporting people instead of you know whoever you know because if you want to buy harry potter series like it's understandable but it's on you know it's hard because like you see all these terrible things that kk rolling is done so yeah i am glad that Gordon has maintained out of trouble and he is incorporating more diversity in his books I, that makes you really happy because i totally loved the percy jackson series too along with harry potter oh my god yeah, yeah. like if you had asked i think that was like my middle school fantasy re- series instead of like harry potter like and just also just like yeah, I think this is, like, a pretty good talk that we have to keep, like, going back to, unfortunately, yeah. as we keep absorbing more pop culture, more literature, you know? Yeah. But, you know, Harry Potter was good for what it was, you know? It just, there's so many things that are magical about it. And it's okay. I think it's just, like, we can take the lessons that we learned from Harry Potter and just carry them with us so we learn more lessons about the wider world. Yeah, I totally agree. And I know... I can't really speak as anything except the position that I'm in. So I can only really speak as a, a Jewish person reading, you know, Harry Potter. But for me, like hearing about you know, just seeing or somebody pointing out like, oh, the goblins, the big noses, and like money, that that really that kind of made me that made me sad because I loved Harry Potter. And then, you know, you hear this, oh, this kind of like anti-Semitic trope in the books yeah. that I loved and supported for so long. And I'm sure I don't I can't know the impact it has in any other people of color or diverse people but I'm sure it's something similar or even worse just hearing that an author might be including these shows or that an author is outright didn't doesn't support your community like Jake Rowling for the trans community but it is yeah so it's it's hard but we can yeah. all appreciate it the Harry Potter yeah but what just like what keeps me going is just like knowing how many beautiful authors that are out there representing their own communities like there's this amazing book called The Gollum and the Genie by Helene Recker and just all about Jewish and Arabic mythology like coexisting and it just like there's so many good books out there so 
I think maybe for the next reader who's considering like rereading Harry Potter for like maybe the eighth time, yeah. like maybe you know keep keep the turn keep the book closed for a sec and turn your eye to new stories. Yeah. And I think this is like a good way to like end our segment yeah. for today. So I think that is all for today. But um, I hope you enjoyed our podcast. Uh, this is Sienna, and this is Michelle, and, and just like. Go read and be lively. Yeah, go read and go write. <laughs> we will see you next week. Hopefully. Hopefully. If you want to. You don't have to do anything. <laughs> All right. Yes. Thanks for tuning in.